When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Welcome to the UC Davis Women's Basketball All-Access Podcast with Greg Wong, presented by Learfield IMG College. This is your source for exclusive interviews with current and former players and coaches from the UC Davis Women's Basketball team. Now, here's your host, Greg Wong. Welcome to a brand new edition of the UC Davis Women's Basketball All-Access Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the play-by-play broadcaster of your Aggies, Greg Wong. Very exciting time of the year. Some might say the most exciting tournament time. UC Davis getting set to play in the Big West Tournament in Henderson, Nevada. You can watch all the games on ESPN+. Plus. I will be there calling the action. So if you want to hear my radio call of the game, you can tune in to 90.3 FM. KDVS Davis, the Varsity app, kdvs.org, ucdavisaggies.com. I'll be there giving you all the live action of what should be a very fun and thrilling Big West tournament and hopefully a long stay for the Aggies in Henderson, Nevada. We've talked to Kayla Conrad. We've talked to Sage Stobart. We just had senior day last week, a very emotional day. Jen Gross picks up her 200th win on Saturday and the win against Fullerton. Stobart. Conrad, they all get honored. And last but certainly not least, our guest today is the final senior who's wrapping up her fifth season in an Aggie uniform, the great Sierra Hall, one of the most accomplished student athletes to ever put on the uniform for UC Davis women's basketball and had a lot of fun reminiscing with CeCe and talking about her career and what she wants to do after basketball. And and hopefully there are a lot more trophies left for a player that I think words can't describe what she has meant to this program. So let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Sierra Hall. All right, our last senior that we have to interview on our UC Davis Women's Basketball All Access podcast. Who else to end it on than none other than Sierra Hall, the reigning MVP of the Big West, one of the greats to ever put on the uniform. She is one of just two players this year to be in the top 10 in the Big West in points, rebounds, and assists. She leads the Aggies Division I record books with her rebounds. She has scored over 1,000 points in her career. She is a do-it-all defender and offensive player. She's just terrific at everything she does, Um, and who better to end the senior interviews with then Sierra Hall. So Cece, appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thank you so much. That was a crazy introduction. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I know you love it when people list off all your accolades yeah. and whatnot. So <laughs> um 
Well, I've been asking Sage and Kayla when they came on the podcast. You've been, you know, you and your two teammates that are seniors this year, Mm -hmm. Kayla and Sage, have been in the program for five years. You are playing in your fifth season with the team. They redshirted their first year. Now that as of this recording, you have two games left in the regular season, and then you Mm -hmm. have the Big West tournament, and then hopefully more after that. Does it feel like it's been five years at Davis? It does and doesn't. Like, it feels like it went by, you know, so quick, which is like totally the, totally the cliche thing to say. But like, I still feel like we just came in as freshmen, you know, we're kind of like getting our feet wet here at Davis. And yet here we are, like, in our, you know, senior week, which I really actually appreciate that we got to go out together, you know, considering we came in together and, did this crazy past five years, but it's, it's kind of surreal. I think a little bit that this is actually, you know, where this is it. There is no like random COVID year that'll pop up. Like this is our, our senior season. Yeah. It's a bonus that you got to come back this year because of the the extra year Mm -hmm. of eligibility, but it is fitting that you get to end it with um, your two teammates that you came into school with. I was talking Mm -hmm. to Kayla and she was saying how, you know, she and Sage were redshirting that year, so they spent yeah. a lot of time together. But you were playing your freshman season, yeah, and you were right into the fire. If you could give that Sierra Hall any piece of advice now that you're in your fifth season, you have all these games under your belt. I forgot to mention you've missed one game in your entire career, one yeah. game yeah. in your career. So now that you have all this experience under your belt, and I asked Sage and Kayla the same thing, so I'll ask you, what piece of advice would you give an already pretty mature Sierra Hall when she was a freshman, especially on the court at least? Yeah. Um, probably work on your shot, <laughs> you know. Um, but no, that's like the funny advice. But I mean, just let it come, you know. Just don't try to force anything, you know. Have confidence in who you are as a player, and just kind of learn the game as it comes and, and don't try to like rush anything or make yourself into something you're not, you know, just hone your craft and become the best version of yourself and, and know your skill set. And obviously it's, it's all turned into an incredible result. The player that you've become and the player that you've been for all five years, but I want to, before we get to who you are as a player right now, just briefly touch on this season as of this recording, you have two games left in the regular season. I think we're going to release this after uh, your last two home games okay. of your career. But how's how's the season been, just very broadly? What have been some of the highlights for you? And, and how have you emotionally taken this season, knowing that it is going to be your last? Obviously, it's had a lot of ups and had a few frustrating moments, of course. But beating Oregon, beating... Gonzaga two of the great wins in the history of this program what's the season been like overall you know I mean it's definitely had you know some ups and downs and a bit more adversity than the other seasons that I've played in um you know we started with like you said those two huge games you know beating Oregon was kind of like unfinished business for us from last year but this a huge win for the program you know, and then the same thing with Gonzaga, just coming back. I mean, we were down like 19 points and just the resiliency of our team to come back and be able to win that game, you know, and I think after that, yeah, you know, we hit a little bit of adversity and just struggling within the team and, you know, finding our chemistry and stuff like that. But I feel like kind of a reset and going into this tournament, you're going to see this same team that you saw in the beginning of the year with that resiliency against Oregon and Gonzaga. And to that point, we know that your team can play with anybody in the country and in this conference when you've beaten the likes of Irvine and Long Beach State and blown them out in some of the games this season. You've got Long Beach coming up tomorrow, so I don't want to jinx you on the podcast. (laughs) But let's rewind to when you first got to Davis. Actually, I want to even go back further than that. You told us on the last time you were on the podcast, and I should have asked you more about this, (laughs) you did not start playing basketball until you were in seventh grade. Yeah. I was a late bloomer. (laughs) And you told a story on the last episode. I was wondering if you go more into detail about you 
I don't know if it was one of your first games or very early in your career, you're going up against a powerhouse, Southern California high school, and you really didn't have a lot of basketball experience. Can you tell that story again? For those yeah, yeah. That? So I had actually, I just started playing basketball. Um, and in order to try to get me some experience, I was at like a St. Anthony's Summer League basketball. <laughs> I don't know, this thing that they put together, you know, and we were on this, I was on this team of like thrown together seventh and eighth graders and some high schoolers and no one really knew anybody. And we was just like, okay, get out there and play some basketball. Mind you, I didn't even know how to play basketball. So I'm like, okay, I'll just get out there and try to do something, you know, and then we meet Long Beach Poly, you know, who was this powerhouse at the time. And they have these, I mean, just like monsters in the paint. And I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm six foot, but like I've never played basketball. So I don't actually know what I'm supposed to be doing down here. Like, yeah, I try to get the ball. Okay, I'll do my best. <laughs> you know, it go. yeah, it went, I mean, it went okay. Like, I don't actually remember if we won or not. I'm sure we didn't, but <laughs> you know, like we were just, just like end up being this like scrappy team and, and, the team that I, one of the other players on the team at the time, her dad was like, Hey, I want to start this travel ball team, you know, and I would love for you to play. And I'm like, I don't know how to play basketball, but if you want me on the team, like, sure, I'll be on the team, you know? And it ended up being that that team, like stayed, we stayed together and we ended up like being this really good seventh and eighth grade team that then joined my future, you know, Cal swish travel ball program as a, as a unit and then worked our way up through the ranks to, to the end. So we, we ended up staying together like for five, five years, which was kind of insane considering we just were this thrown together summer league team, you know, at the beginning. But yeah, I mean, that game for me kind of took away the fear of ever of anybody else I could ever meet because I was like fresh into basketball and I had these like six, five girls and they knew what they were doing and I didn't. And I was like, well, if I wasn't scared of them, then I guess I won't be scared of anybody else ever again. We can tell. We can tell <laughs> that you don't get scared anymore. Were you six feet in seventh grade? I was like probably 5'11". Wow. So yeah. you hit your growth spurt really early. Really early. Yeah. <laughs> what type of athlete were you prior to that? What other sports did you play? I was a softball. Softball and tennis were my, were my two major sports, you know, and then I got bored. And then my mom was like, I don't care what sport you play, but you have to play a sport. And then she was like, why don't you just try basketball? You know, just give it a try. And I was like, mm, I don't know. And, you know, here we are. <laughs> we're all better for it. Yeah. So you just got bored. I mean, I'm assuming you were good at softball yeah. and tennis. Yeah, I, I, I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you get your start. And again, seventh grade, that's pretty late bloomer to yeah. be basketball and let alone eventually become a division one basketball player so I want to jump to when you got recruited by Davis you were a McDonald's All-American nominee in high school again that's what on five years of playing basketball you rise to that level <laughs> and I hope I'm not betraying any confidence here but the coaches have told me a story about the recruiting process how they wanted you really badly obviously and you wouldn't return their call <laughs> Yeah, you know, so, you know what I'm talking about. So it was actually funny. So Matt was actually the first coach who like ever showed any interest in me. And that was because he had coached with my travel ball coach prior. And so like just as a favor to him, you know, he would come and watch our seventh grade swish team, even though we were like, you know, who are we just some random, you know, thrown together squad. And so that was like the first coach who had like they were the first school I got like a letter from and had like any interest from and which is kind of funny because it ended up coming full circle. And, uh, but yeah, you know, throughout my recruiting like process, it was kind of crazy. And then it was funny. So I had decided that I was ready to go to Davis. And so, um, but I had took, I, Santa Barbara had called me and they wanted to do a home visit. And so by this time, my mom was fed up of having people at our house. So we went to dinner elsewhere. <laughs> and so we went to a dinner with them. And I remember like sitting there and I was like, you know, they don't really know who I am as a player. At the time, they're like, we didn't see you playing the point guard. And I was like, me as a point guard, even though now at Davis, I'd be you really, <laughs> but you really view your, you view yourself as a post. Yeah, in high school, I right? did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it was like, after that, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I know Davis is, is the place to be. And it was funny. So Jen and Dez were actually coming to my house the next day. And so I was like, 
well, let's, let's play a little joke on them. Let's, let's mess with them a little bit. <laughs> you know, so we get into the to living room, you know, we're at the dining table or, you know, have the tacos out, everything like that. And there's kind of like this break, this like settle in conversation. And I'm like, well, you know, I had a visit, you know, Santa Barbara yesterday and it went really well, which is not true, but it was part of the, the facade. And I was like, um, yeah, so I just want to let you guys know that I've decided um, I'm committing to Davis. And it was the funniest thing like ever. Like they, Des let out this crazy breath she had been holding. Like my mom and I were dying laughing and they were like, why did you do this to us? And then we ended up calling Joe and pranking him over the phone about it. And it became just like this big thing. Because they're like, why are you asking us out to Bringing us over for dinner. Exactly. They just to tell us you're rejecting them. I kind of let them down easy. <laughs> and did you ghost them a little bit prior to that? Uh, just like the because I couldn't like not like it, it was hard because they were like asking me and I didn't want to say anything beforehand because I had this whole plan, you know. So I had to wait until they got there. So I was like, I just can't answer the phone or anything until they get here, so I can, you know, execute my plan. <laughs> wow that's that takes some guts for a 17 18 year old girl <laughs> yeah, to mess with her potential college coaches like that it really did it worked out for the best though you know <laughs> it did i mean of course once you reveal that you want to go there what they right? gonna do rescind the offer right right exactly exactly hope not <laughs> that's that's an awesome story thank you for sharing that of course and Santa Barbara, I know one of your best friends Danae Miller went yeah. there so you were almost teammates yeah we were almost teammates yeah, now she's, be... yeah. <laughs> so Santa Barbara, that was the main other school that you were at least entertaining, or was Davis usually, or was Davis mainly the only? Actually, Princeton, offer Princeton was the other school that I was entertaining the most. Yeah, because uh, I, you know, my main focus has always been on academics and going into the STEM field, and so I was like trying to think of like what going to which school put myself in the best, you know, place going forward academically post basketball my basketball career. And so I was looking a lot into Princeton and I had, had talks with their coaches and whatnot, but ultimately I, well, one, it felt way better for me being at Davis, just the family feel, but two, I don't do well in the cold. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a problem. <laughs> You're from Southern California too, I am. You're from Cyprus. So yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and by the way, UC Davis, better athletically and academically than Princeton, in my unbiased opinion. 100%. Okay, so you, I can't get over that, how you you just wanted to mess with the coaches. Um, okay, but thankfully, it was all a ruse. You mm -hmm. committed to Davis. Yes. And that first year, so I, I know I talked to you about this a little bit last year, but it's just loaded. It's stacked. The 2017-18 team mm -hmm. is for my money, one of the great teams this program's ever had, maybe the best, even though it didn't go to the NCAA tournament, still made a long run yeah. in the NIT. And somehow, some way, this freshman <laughs> forces her way into the rotation and plays regular minutes yeah. throughout the course of that year. Do you remember what that season was like for you? And did it I know you're so confident in your ability, but did it surprise you at all that there are all these great players on this team and I'm playing every game and I'm an important part of this team this year? Yeah, I mean, I was definitely like going from high school to college. I feel like every player has to go through this like thing where you have to realize that like, you know, there's new things to learn now. You know, that you may have had everything in high school, but now it's like you're stepping into a new game, you know, where people are stronger, they're faster, the players are better, et cetera. And so, like, I was prepared, you know, to step back and be in sort of a learning role, you know, in figuring out a brand new offense um, on a team where everybody besides one player had returned. You know, I, I wasn't expecting anything because I was like, I'm brand new. I'm going to be the only freshman playing. And I'm on a team where, you know, they returned 13 people, <laughs> you know, like what are the odds that I'm going to, you know, step into this role and not, not really high, you know, but I got to learn, you know, from such good players, you know, Bell and Rachel and, and Morgan, Danny, the twins, Marley, like it was such a good environment for me to step into. And I think the fact that I got to learn from all these veterans who had 
played, you know, their whole careers and returned the whole team. I think that that was a good environment for me to flourish in and to to learn from, you know, such great players, uh, especially Belle, because she was the one who played my position before me, you know, and I think that going against her every single day in practice, like that's what pushed me and made me ready to play college basketball sooner than say if I would have stepped in on a team where we had to break down the offense every day or we had to stop and do breakdown drills. You know, there was none of that. It was they threw me in the deep end and I had to either learn or get off the court, you know? And so I think that that actually helped me be more prepared for college basketball sooner than, you know, if I was in a different situation. I just think it really just spoke to your talent. And like you said, your willingness to learn that you have all this great talent returning to that team and you just forced your way into the rotation because of the way that you played. And I know that you picked up a lot, like you said, from all the players that year, and now you fast forward to now and you're one of the best players, like I said, to ever play at, at this program. And, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, just watching your game and throughout your career. And I know you, you've said this and Jenna's also said this, how they really viewed you as a post coming out of high school. <laughs> and then you developed into this player that can handle the ball and can face up and do a lot of different things on offense you're just you're almost the perfect player for this <laughs> offense with all that you can do i mean you're going to fit into any offense but the way that you can pass your vision your handle you can guard all five positions does that ever strike you and i, I know that must have played into your decision to come here that you have maybe the best fit i don't know if they could have like <laughs> concocted a player in a lab that fits their system better yeah, Does no. that ever strike you, something like that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, and that was one of the questions, like the very first questions I asked any school when I was being recruited was, where do you see me fitting into your, you know, your offense? Like, where do you see me fitting into your program? You know, because like, that's so important as like a player coming out of high school with, you know, whatever your skill set is, you want the coaches to be able to, one, they have knowledge of you as a player. And two, like they know exactly you coming in, what your role is going to be. And so like in my talks with Jen and Joe and the coaching staff when I was being recruited and I was like, where do you see me fitting in? And they were like, we see you fitting in right here. Da, da, da. It was like, okay, I, thank you for that. Now I know what my role is, you know, I know where I'm going to be going in. And at the time, you know, going in, I did not imagine I would ever be bringing the ball up the court. Um, but I am grateful, you know, for how much I've grown as a player since becoming here. And I feel like that's one of the things I'll always be extremely thankful for from Davis is that, it wasn't just, yeah, I was a talented player. And so I came here and then I just played good. It was like, I got here and it was really a focus on development and I got better as a player here. I didn't ever stay stagnant, you know? And so I'm always going to be like super appreciative for them, uh, for that growth. Well, one part of your game that has certainly developed here and in talking to Jen, she always points out is the thing that maybe surprised them the most is your handle. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> your bag cc how did you get a bag like that <laughs> honestly it was luck no i'm just kidding because <laughs> <laughs> no. i don't know could you dribble that way coming out of high school i could not i could not i was not i was not a ball handler i never i never needed to be you know like you know when you're six foot in high school most places you were the center <laughs> and you right. know and so i didn't ever need to be bringing the ball up the court because we had you know people for that but then getting here you know it was like okay there's something I need to work on if I'm going to be bringing the ball up the court. Like, I need to get better at this, you know? But were they, like, one day Were they one day just like, oh, yeah, Cece, why don't you act like the point guard this this play in practice? <laughs> no, it was, it's so funny because it's, like, just the position that the four-player, quote-unquote, goes into, like, in a right. press break and then in our offense, like, in that trail spot. Like, you don't really realize how, like, how often you need to have the ball in your hands and be able to, you know, handle pressure and, and break a press, et cetera. But like, I think it, it's a hundred percent to like a confidence thing. And like, because I had worked on it, I had confidence in my ability to bring the ball up the court. And I think that that also helps you against defense because the defense relies on people being passive. And if you're aggressive, then it'll help you out. Yeah. And I mean, again, your handle is just so good now <laughs> that it's, it's, it's kind of beyond comprehension that you didn't dribble the ball much before you got here. Thank you. And now you're like one of the best ball handlers on the team. Of course, <laughs> you're watching players like Mac and the Eaton twins and mm -hmm. even Bell, who, like you said, played your position before, was a great yeah. dribbler herself. Um, but yeah, that always 
is something that Jen is quick to point out that she's <laughs> so impressed by. Um, and the other thing that Joe Terramoto has said many times talking to him is that you've become an extension of the coaching staff on the floor, uh, especially, I mean, offense for sure, but also the way you can captain the defense when, I don't know if you can articulate how well you understand different offenses and your own defensive coverage, but it must be that you're thinking two or three plays ahead as the play is developing. Like you're thinking ahead about what's about to happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I think like I pride myself on having, you know, high basketball IQ and trying to think ahead so that I am a couple steps ahead. And, you know, one of the great things here is the level of trust I have with the coaching staff. And I mean, like if you come to any practice on any given day, I'm sure you'll see me and Joe on the side talking about how I think we should cover it, how he sees it from the side of the court versus how I see it on the court. And, you know, he has so much trust in me and I have so much trust in them that that chemistry works so well and makes us better as a team overall, because we have this, this level of trust and this level of communication that, you know, some other teams might not have where a coach might not, you know, be willing to listen to the players or the players don't feel like they are able to have a voice with their coaches. But the fact that we were able to have this open line of communication, I think is one of the things that has led to our success. And it seems like that's something that you've always had. Obviously you're, in my opinion, one of the smartest players to ever play here, at least when I've been here. And it seems like that's always something that you've prided yourself on, on having a high basketball IQ, understanding things, because that doesn't take any athleticism. Not that you're not athletic, but that's something that you are in full control of is understanding things. And especially for this defense, which switches so much. And then there's other times when you want to stay with your, uh, the player you're defending, mm-hmm. um, just the amount of communication it takes to keep everybody on a string. How long did it take you to understand how to move in this defense? And I mean, at this point, it it must be like a second language, the way (laughs) that you understand it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, it took me probably, I would say like at least two years, you know, just to understand because there's so many different moving pieces and to truly understand that the way that the defense needs to be, moving as this one collective piece, you know, um, was difficult at first because, you know, in high school basketball, you really don't play defense. Like it's just not the same, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's basically just outscore each other. Then whoever can score the most points wins, you know, there's not like any real good defense going on. And in college, it's so different. I mean, that's what we pride ourselves on here at Davis is our defensive culture. And so it was like, one, I needed to get my act together and learn how to play defense better when I got here. But two, like, yes, there are so many different coverages and, you know, depending on a certain team, we might be covering something a certain way, depending on certain players and like all of this stuff is going on. It's a game within within a game is what we call it. And it's just like being able to manage that helps you be a better player. And so I feel like the fact that I was able to, you know, have this open communication and also have these great players who were already doing it for me to learn from, you know, helped me learn it quicker and so now it is basically a second language and and yeah and it's obviously the results speak for themselves the last couple of seasons or really throughout your entire career how much you can control what offenses do and for you personally it's resulted in a defensive player of the year and a big west player of the year which we will get to in a second uh but before we do that you have been named by not everybody I haven't asked this to everybody but the few players I've asked have said that the team does not talk a lot of trash as a whole (laughs) but if there was one player that did talk the most it would be Sierra Hall (laughs) can you can you confirm or deny that you'll you'll talk back a little bit in my defense I will only talk back once I've been spoken to (laughs) I knew it yeah you're you're not instigating no no, <laughs> I will only speak back once spoken to. Besides Does that, happen that a lot? I try to let my game handle itself. <laughs> does it? Does that happen a lot? Are players talking to you a lot? You'd be surprised. <laughs> I feel like it's me because they. I get the most trash talk to me. <laughs> you know, that's all. Why I is that? Why do you think that? Why do you I don't think know. that? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
so along those same lines, I've noticed that you know we have an everybody on the team is, is really nice. They've include you included. You know, Sage and Kayla though, their on court demeanor is they're not afraid to when Sage blocks a shot, mm-hmm. she'll like smile at the other team. Yeah, absolutely. But you in particular, you have a little bit of an edge to you, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's on purpose. Absolutely. Or you'll, you've got the game face. You've got a great game face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've always been such a huge competitor. Like I think in everything I do, like my family, you can't even take us bowling or anything like that where we compete at everything. Like it's the championship, the NCAA championship. And so like I, that is just like ingrained in me, this like huge competition mentality. And, you know, I feel like a big key of competition is being in your opponent's head. And, you know, we always pride ourselves and we always joke about like, you know, we need to get in their head and we're in their head. Da, 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 da. But like that is a huge thing. Like, you know, having that that aggressive mentality, that competitor mentality. And it's like to the point of like I I thrive, I think, off of that competition. And it's to the point where I'm like, even if we have never played this team before, I have to like make up a reason that I don't like them. And then that gets me going, you know, like, <laughs> you know, if it's that, like Dominican. That's right? my reason why, you know, yeah. that's my reason. Like why. Stanislaus State. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's my reason. You know, it could be anything like they they gave us the trash balls when we were warming up or, you know, just the little things like, but it gets me going. Like The competition gets me so fired up and so hyped. And I think that I play better when it's a higher level of competition. I've. I think I feel like I've covered enough of your games to to notice that when any player for that matter, even if it's it's minor, but if they get away with just a little extra grab or they they give a little shot, you'll just kind of give them a side eye. Jen, just yeah, it's on. You can tell you just kind of logged logged it in your mind. You logged yeah. it in the brain. Exactly, like it's on now. <laughs> I know I know where we're at. We're playing. We're playing now. It's a game inside of a game, like I said. <laughs> and you love that, right? I do love it. And I also feel like as captain and as the leader of the team, like the team needs that to set the tone. Yeah. That nobody's messing with us. Exactly. Exactly. And I think yeah. I have a great team that follows suit, you know. <laughs> Who else would you say talks trash on the team? Talks trash? So nobody really instigates. No, no. We're not the instigators ever. Okay, okay. You know us. We're not the instigators. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say probably after me, then maybe Ev. But I feel like Ev is a very similar player to me. And like, we really thrive off that high energy intensity, like competition. And so I think that she, one day when you're having this senior talk with her, she's going to tell you the same thing that she thrives in that, in that high competition level. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, It is really fun though. When, you don't know exactly what it is, but you know somebody has wronged Sierra Hall <laughs> on the floor, and then just watch her the next few possessions where she picks them up on the defensive end. <laughs> Good luck getting the shot up. <laughs> so, obviously, like we've been saying, you're the captain, you're the leader of the team, and it was funny. I want to go through a few games, and then we'll move on to some quick hitting questions, then I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. But the it obviously all culminated in you winning the Big West Player of the Year last season, reaching the NCAA tournament. Um, there's a couple games that really stand out that led you to that point, or at least some of the more memorable games for me. Mm-hmm. First one, Kansas State, mm-hmm. 2017-18. Absolutely. I think you had just, I don't know how many dimes you had. <laughs> from the high post specifically high low passes in that game in front of a huge crowd yeah and you with your passing and shooting from the high post put the game away (laughs) and I feel like that really I mean you you were playing throughout the whole year so impressive that that whole year but that really for me just spoke to the type of player you are you just weren't afraid right yeah You you can't be especially in an environment like that I mean we're outnumbered about five million to one i mean they had the whole place was packed you couldn't hear anything we couldn't even hear jen from the sideline calling out plays it was like probably the most insane environment i've ever played in well besides the wyoming game previously (laughs) with the fire and the you know yeah oxygen deprivation but (laughs) besides that i mean it was such a crazy 
and like cool environment to be playing in, which is weird because you think like, how's it cool that every single person in here is against you? But like to be the team that's like winning in that situation and like hearing the place go from like this booming, you can't hear anything to just like quiet is like just as good as winning. <laughs> mm. Chef's kiss. Yeah, chef's kiss. <laughs> So, and I think these games kind of just stand out to me because they speak to the, the player that you are. I mean, you're a, a freshman, although it was late in the year, so you had a lot of experience at that point, but you have no problem op- initiating the offense or at least being one of the facilitators of the offense and making things happen and taking the game in your own hands. So that game stands out. And then the next year in the NCAA tournament, Carly Eaton, who has been doing the broadcast with me, for the home games this year mm-hmm. and we were talking about you during one of the games and she said i know i'm thankful for cc because without her we're not in the NCAA tournament and i never get there and at least you were great defensively that year of course shooting the ball it was up and down mm-hmm. in your sophomore season it was mostly down <laughs> but but you play you get to the big west tournament mm-hmm. and irvine it was a blowout, but you had a good game there scoring. Mm-hmm. And then in the championship game, you everybody remembers the second half comeback. But yeah. the first half, the fact that the Aggies were even in the game and within striking distance to make a comeback was a lot because of you and the way you scored the ball. Um, do you remember that? And just, you know, in that moment or in any moment, when you notice that some players don't have it or they're struggling and they need a pick me up and people are searching, Hey, who's going to step up and give us some life here. It seems mm-hmm. like you always have that ability and you always think that you're the person that can do that and provide the team a lift. Yeah. I mean, going back to then, I remember like it just being this like refusal to lose. Like I, remember like it was so weird for me my freshman year when we had this like crazy amazing season you know it was my first time in the conference and then we lose you know and CSUN goes on to the tournament and it was like yeah it was heartbreaking for the seniors because like you know this has been all they worked up to for the past years but like it was this weird situation for me because I was like yeah I'm brand new to this you know so I know it doesn't like sting as much but like it hurt like it hurt me like as a competitor, like as it would hurt anyone, you know? And I was like, I am never going to feel like that again. Like there is no way that I'm going to, to go back into the locker room the way we felt after that game against CSUN. And so it was just like, I was just like, I have to do whatever I can do. I have to give 115% and play the best basketball I've ever played right now, because that's what my team needs. And like, it was just like, I was not going, we were not going home. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, that just seems like it's your mentality all the time. And by the way, you haven't ever gone home since that <laughs> yeah, point. Since that point. <laughs> since that point. Knock on wood. Yeah. But we've got the, the Big West tournament coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but since that point, you guys have been the conference tournament champions. And the other one is that I was impressed by that stands out. Actually, there's two. There was first the trip in long beach last year the back-to-back trip in long beach i think you had about 50 50 5-0 steals between the two games combined something like that where you dominated long beach state and then in the ncaa tournament i know it didn't result in a win for you mm-hmm. but you go down big early and then you in particular pretty much put the team on your back and led them back into the game you eventually took a brief lead in the second half um but I guess this is all a long way of me saying that asking you the same thing. Just you, you don't those moments you thrive and you don't want to be in some of those moments where you're down big, but you have no problem saying, all right, guys, I got this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I remember like when we were going into Long Beach, you know, they were, I think at the time, like undefeated in conference and they were like, I remember this it just be, being like everywhere, all of us, all over social media, how they were like, you know, 10 and 0 or whatever. And they had him in beat and how this was their conference now and like all this stuff. And like, I needed that, <laughs> you know, doesn't take much. That is like what fueled me going into those games. Cause I was like, like, how dare you say that? You know, like, 
you know you're, so, you are like the walking meme of michael jordan <laughs> thing and that i took that personally and exactly and honestly that was like our mentality going into that like into those games like that had just come out and like that was a big thing like i took that personally it was a big thing and we were saying that in and out of that locker room through those whole through both those games like every little that's thing awesome. we were taking it personally but like that's what we needed you know that was a spark we needed and that's what pushed us through and then helped us you know onto a winning season and then um in the game again in the ncaa game it was i thought that was my last game ever you know it was at the time i didn't know i was gonna if i was gonna take the COVID year or not i didn't know what my future plans were and i was like this is it like this could be the last time i ever lace up and get out on the court with my best friends like I'm going to play my best and I'm going to do whatever I can to try to win. Well, that's a nice transition for us. Um, actually, before we get to what you're doing in school right now, last one is where were you when you found out you won the most valuable player in the big West conference last year? And is that something that surprised you? Did you ever think first when you were a freshman that that was something that was attainable? And did you, did you have an inkling that that might be on the horizon last season? No, I was I was at breakfast in the Mandalay Bay with the team when we found out. Yeah. And at the tournament. At the tournament. Yeah, at the tournament. And Jen's like, it hasn't been released yet, but congratulations to her, <laughs> you know. And we were just like in this private room. And like when she said that I had won, I was like shell-shocked because never did I think that it was even a possibility that I would win you know, player of the year. Honestly, I didn't even think I was going to win defensive player of the year when I won that, you know, like it was just like, I didn't even fathom it. And I remember getting on the phone with my mom, like after and like telling her, and she was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe this. And I was like, me neither. Like, we didn't think I would be here, <laughs> you know, like it was just like kind of unfathomable to us. But then, you know, everyone was just like, you know, like you deserve it. And I was like, super, super appreciative and just like kind of humbled because I was like, this is not what I ever expected at all. Like, I'm just a kid who loves playing basketball, laces up shoes every day and gets out there with their best friends. Like, I did not expect that at all. And so I was just like super humbled and like super appreciative of it. Yeah, that's what Sage told me too when she said she won Defensive Player of the Year and more specifically when she got named to the National Watch List yeah. for the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. She said when she first found out, same thing. She was like, me me exactly really me <laughs> yeah it's me? like a crazy feeling like <laughs> also i i'll be honest I, I was surprised not because i don't think you're a great player but like normally those awards they value like block shots if you're a defensive player yeah or steals and a lot of counting stats and you're def a lot of your defense doesn't show up yeah in the box score yeah and lo and behold Enough people realize you don't mess with Sierra Hall. You're just as surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was obviously well deserved and unbiased, but I think you should be in the running again this year too. Thank you. <laughs> um, you're only one of a handful of players ever. That's one defensive player of the year and Big West player of the year. Um, before we get to your academics, real quick, just about the bond you have with Kayla Conrad and Sage Stobart and to end yeah. your senior season with them, mm -hmm. because like you said, we didn't know that it was going to be a possibility last year. You yeah. were saying in the NCAAs, you didn't even know if that you thought that was probably going to be it, that, yeah. that was potentially your last game, but first on the floor, especially defensively, the chemistry you've developed mm -hmm. with those three players and then off the floor, what it means to you to, to have them as friends and to go through this journey with them and have your final season be theirs also. Yeah. I mean, I think just the bond that the three of us have is so special, you know, that we've created with every single thing we've been through. Like, you know, it was like from the perfect college experience, you know, when we came in, everything's great. We're winning. Everything's good to like our seasons being shut down and just like the amount of change that has happened as you know, with basketball as, as our five years have progressed and just the amount of growth that each of them have, have went through and that I've seen them, how I've seen them grow as people and as players, like it's so special, you know, and it's like something that I know 
we'll always have with us. And, you know, when we're at each other's weddings and however many years we'll be telling these stories and talking about these things. And it's such a special sisterhood and like just a different kind of bond that you go through these crazy emotional times. I mean, you spend every single day with these people working out, grinding, like you go through your ups, your downs, like all the adversity, like you go through everything together. And I feel like it just creates such a special relationships. And I think that we'll carry those with us forever. Well, we're all very, very happy that you were able to stay an extra year and have this final send off. And again, hopefully it results in something special in the next yeah. few weeks. Um, all right, just real quick, you, some people may think Sierra Hall is in grad school. I'm not going to say who. Some people may think she's in graduate school. She's actually still an undergraduate, even yeah. though she's in her fifth year in school so you can tell the listeners what your major is what your major is what you're graduating in and potentially any plans you have after basketball and after this year yeah so i'm a cell biology major and an african and african-american studies minor um i stayed undergrad because i needed to complete a hematology class we all love the one class that you can't get until the end um but yeah I'm, i'm hoping to attend clinical lab school um in the future, I'm going to take just kind of a year to experience being a 23 year old and, you know, and crazy. You're getting old, CC. <laughs> I am getting old, <laughs> but, you know, I'm just going to take a year to kind of, you know, travel and do things that I couldn't do in the past and, and, you know, have those life experiences before getting into the working world and being in the STEM field where I love being. <laughs> Yeah, well, we all, I'm sure I, I speak for a lot of people, and we all can't wait to see what you got in store Thank after you, you graduate. Um, okay, real quick, because I know we've taken up a lot of your time. No, you're fine. Let's do some. Let's do some rapid fire fun questions here. All right. Uh, first of all, before we get to this, it's been a little controversial on the <laughs> podcast because you were the first interview I ever did for this. Uh-huh. And I asked you, who's the best singer on the team? Oh, God. And you gave me your answer. And then, but what was notable is that you volunteered to say, and I think I might've pushed you a little bit, but you said, what? I can name who the worst singer is on the team. (laughs) Do you remember who that was? I don't even remember who I said. Oh, okay. Who would you say it was? I don't know. The way you phrase it, who do you think is the best player? Who do you think is the best singer on the, who thinks they're the best singer on the team? Oh, who thinks they're the best singer, Evan. Yeah. Oh. I'd say Evan now. (laughs) She she's taken the crown. She's taken the crown. Self-proclaimed. Evan oh, Kayla. She... It's a close. It's close. Okay. See, Kayla was the one that Kayla's the one. She was the one at the beginning of the year. Evan is trying to take the crown from her though. <laughs> I thought Evan could sing. Their duets. You know, their duets are American Idol first episode top tier. <laughs> see, I've been on the bus the last few years. I've been able to hear yeah, that. See, so thank you. That's you've been missing it. You've you've been missing the performances. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're not the only one to name. Kayla was the one that I was referring to. She, <laughs> she's been offended by the amount of people on the team that think I'm that sure. her pipes aren't great. It won't stop her. It won't stop her. It won't. That's right. She has full confidence. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite pregame meal? Um, the one we have the most is Crepeville. And I'm yeah. a creature of habit, so I get a chicken pesto crepe every, every Thursday we're in Davis. <laughs> Tomorrow. Yeah, right? tomorrow. That's, that's, All my, right. that's my order for tomorrow. So, <laughs> Okay. Then what's your biggest superstition? Um, Probably that I need to put my right sock on, then my left sock, and then my right shoe, then my left shoe. Yeah. That's a, that's a classic one. Yeah. Right? I have to play good. I have to just do that. And you'll like know if you don't do it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You'll have to like sit down and redo it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, who is the toughest player you've ever guarded? Ooh. That's tough. I know, Cece. You don't like you don't want to give anybody the satisfaction. <laughs> it's not even that. It's not even that. I promise. <laughs> I promise. I'm really just trying to think. It's been a lot of years of games, you know? It's been a yeah. lot of players. <laughs> you played against really have played against some of the best players in the country. Yeah, I have, yeah. Damn. I don't even I, don't even I was going to say Sobley, but you, I don't know if you guarded her too I much. I didn't really guard her that much. First, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, those were good players we played against. You know? <laughs> I mean, if nobody stands out, it's all right. 
Yeah, I can't. Like, I can't like, pinpoint players. one like the yeah, other. Like a lot of great players, you know. Yeah. I can't pinpoint one that was like the greatest. Yeah. But on the floor, you know, I, I talked to Kayla and Sage about this mm-hmm. when I asked them, you know, who's the most impressive player you've defended, and they they've given me their answer, but they're also like, when you're on the floor, you never get intimidated by whoever the opposition never. is. Right? Yeah. Like, it's not like their skill set is so impressive to you that you're like, it's not like I can't defend that. You, know, you think, you think like, they're great against other teams, but not right. against us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who's the toughest teammate you've guarded? Toughest teammate? Is there anyone in particular that comes to mind that you're just like, oh, when I match up against her, she always gives me fits? Uh, like this year or in like all? Anytime. Days? Uh, I think my freshman year was tough. Like playing against Belle was tough. She was stronger than me, like much stronger than me. I was like this little freshman coming in, you know, and like she had this skill set that was so different than anyone I played against. So that like took a lot for me to like kind of buckle down and be better. <laughs> Player that you've said is somebody that you kind of modeled yourself after, right? Mm-hmm. At least Definitely. in the beginning as role model for you. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I have this written down. What is your favorite nickname? <laughs> My favorite nickname? I've had a lot over the years, you know. Uh, I think just like C or CC is my is my favorite, you know, the regular. I've heard I've heard Cease combining yeah, Cease, the two. Cease is a yeah. lot too, yeah. So anything like any of those. But when I first came in my freshman year, all the seniors called me Cecil, and I did not. And I was like, why? But I mean, like still to this day, when they see like when Danny comes into town and she sees me, she's like, hey Cecil, like. It just, you know, and I'm like, I don't know where you got that from, but okay, <laughs> nothing I can do. <laughs> I know. What are you going to do? You're the freshman exactly. on that team, right? I'm freshman. I just got to just ride it out. <laughs> okay. Who is the best biker on the team? Best biker? Uh, I'll give it to Ev. Oh. I don't actually think I've seen, I drive most of the time, so I don't really see anybody bike. You. You don't, do you bike around campus? I used to, but not since wow. it happened. Look, I just drive now. Look at like, Sierra Hall, this old head. Just, I'm old. Just I'm old. Driving woman. around. I, don't know, I, just, I just drive around biking more. <laughs> this old lady. <laughs> okay. What, um, what would Sierra Hall most likely be doing if she's not playing basketball? Um, in the research lab. That's where I good like answer. To be. That's my second safe space. <laughs> you like legitimately enjoy STEM. I love, like yeah. it's it's not actually just education for you and it's schoolwork. Like you legitimately enjoy doing it. Yeah, I I, I really them. I thoroughly enjoy medicine. Uh, I I love learning new things, and I feel like in the STEM field, it's constant. All right, last few here. What is your favorite memory? with the team that's like an off the court excursion that you've done on road trips um my freshman year when we were in hawaii we went snorkeling and it might not seem like it would be my favorite because i'm deathly afraid of the ocean but i conquered a big fear that day (laughs) by going snorkeling and i was very proud of myself (laughs) and it was like i didn't go far we were in i think like hanama bay and it was like in early in the morning and everybody threw their you know flippers on got their gear and like swam out 500 yards away and was nowhere near the shore and i was sitting there and i was like trying to psych myself up into doing it and like jen was right there with me and lisa was right there and they were like come on like just try and i was like i really wanted to try so i put the gear on i walked backwards into the water and i stood you know and then tried to figure out how to breathe with the snorkeling gear on. And sure enough, you know, I stayed real close to the shore, but I was the only person and Jen and Lisa who were with me that saw the octopus that was close to the shore because everybody else was out far away and there were no octopus out there. <laughs> so so that look at that. Who's the that smart I, one now? Look, see, that's the one moment I'll always be, I'm proud of myself for doing it. And it was super cool that we got to see an octopus. <laughs> so, is it just specifically the ocean, not like swimming pools? No, it's just the ocean. It's too much unknown out there. You know, it's too much. It's too much for me. 
<laughs> I mean, you don't go out too far. I do not. <laughs> I don't go out far at all. Most of the time, I don't touch the water. That's wow. How, that's okay. how close I am. <laughs> Sierra Hall, who's not afraid of anything on the basketball floor, can't won't back down from anybody, nope. but will back down from the ocean. Will indeed. <laughs> not will even indeed. ashamed. No shame. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last one. Um, everybody knows that Davis women's basketball team in particular, one of the traditions before a game is everybody shoots a half court shot in the day before game half court shot. Mm -hmm. And everybody in the gym is welcome to shoot one. Like I've been able to shoot some from time to time. Mm -hmm. Jason Spencer is the SID. I'm sure you can call in some type of pavilion worker or university credit union worker and bring them in and say, Hey, you want to shoot? Always. (laughs) So, you can choose yourself if your this is a morbid way to ask it. If your life is on the line, my life's on the line for half. And you need shot. to make that shot. Who are you taking? Joe. I am one hundred percent taking Joe. His percentage is probably better, definitely better than my sophomore year three point percentage, but very high <laughs> from half course, a very high percent. <laughs> I want to clarify, Cece had a rough sophomore year shooting the ball, but she shot the lights out her junior and senior seasons, and she has one of the longest free, the longest free throw make streak ever. So she's not chump change over here shooting the ball. She's a great shooter. She can stretch the floor. But yeah, sophomore year was tough. It was tough. Joe, though, is a great answer. Yes. What I impressed by Joe is the fact that he just shoots it like a jump shot. He does shoot like a jump shot, and that's crazy to me. <laughs> Everyone else has a running start, and he just sometimes he like pivots into it, and then just fires it up, and it goes in. And I'm like, "Yep, no momentum, no moment, nothing needed, nothing needed." That's why he's got my back. I'm surviving. I'm living another day. <laughs> right? You know that, uh, Kayla, choose you. She chose me. She chose you. Yeah. Holding it down. She I'm said you're consistent. Down. I'm holding it down. I've made a couple. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm on the list. I'm keeping her alive, though, for sure. Exactly. Exactly. That's all we're doing. We're just we're doing. living. We're just living. For the next day. We're just living. Uh, well, Cece, I really appreciate you again taking the time. It's been really fun getting to cover you the last five years. Um, you've been so impressive. I mean, from the moment you stepped on campus and got minutes on just an incredibly talented team and this freshman inserts herself into the lineup game after game it bears repeating though you've missed one game in mm-hmm. your career you know you know you remember the game you did miss right i remember i remember why i missed it i don't remember who we were playing though i think it was csun but yeah your freshman year it was my freshman year yeah i remember but other than that you've played in every single game of your career you have this long consecutive game streak you've broken morgan birch's streak for the most games ever played for the UC Davis women's basketball program. Did you know that? I did not know that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I did not Congratulations. know Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, and to watch you, I mean, if, if people are listening to this and they're going to go watch one of your games, just don't follow the ball. Just watch Sierra Hall <laughs> for a defensive possession and just see the amount of things that she covers, how many plays she makes, how many deflections she'll make this is i will let you go after this but (laughs) there was one play in particular this year that i thought was just the classic sierra hall play it was against gonzaga when you tipped the ball away (laughs) from one of the zags rebounders yes over over her head (laughs) like around her over her head and then you ran it down yeah like that was just the classic i don't know how you thought of that (laughs) i guess you're just keeping the ball alive just yeah as long as possible, figure out the rest later. Yeah, it was like instinct. <laughs> yeah, so she'll do things like that, and she's been doing that for all five years. That's why she's won Defensive Player of the Year and Big West Player of the Year. Of course, your career's not over. You still have two more games left during the regular season as of this recording, and then when fans are listening to this, you have the Big West Tournament, and then hopefully more games beyond that. But CC has truly been a pleasure to cover you and to watch you grow, and to watch you become this incredible, incredible basketball player that can almost literally do everything on the floor. 
Um, so we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and good luck in the next couple of games. And hopefully um, we'll be in for a long run in the postseason. You certainly deserve it. So thanks so much, CC. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having this podcast, giving us the space to, to speak, you know, and be humanized a little bit. But I, I really appreciate all the work, you know, these past five years and growing with you and seeing, you know, how much your career has changed, you know. And so I'm really appreciative of you. Appreciate that, CC. Thanks. Good luck in the games. Thanks. Thank you for listening to UC Davis Women's Basketball All Access with Greg Wong, presented by Learfield IMG College. As always, go Ags! Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So... Do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.